In this episode, we have Sergio Manzur. This was a really cool interview because see, Sergio came from Argentina back in 2007, really saw the opportunity of coming to a great country. And instead of sitting back and laying back and being entitled, he actually took the bull by the horns. And since then has amassed a great portfolio, but continues to invest in himself. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on everyone? Got the 7-2 real estate investor here today with Sergio Manzur, who's all the way, originally from Argentina. So mucho gusto. I speak Spanish. I'm not sure if you knew that, Sergio. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Spanish yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll speak a little bit of Spanish right now. And for those, you're gonna have to wait till this conversation is done. But, sabía español porque tiene su ex esposa que su familia viene de México, entonces necesita uh, aprender español porque necesita comprender qué dicen mis suegros. Oh, okay. Pretty good, right? Muy bien, hablas muy bien. Excelente, sí. Well, I, well, I, I just basically said I had to learn Spanish because my ex-wife's family is from Mexico and I wanted to know what my, what my in-laws were, were saying about me. So, there we go. <laughs> and sending blessings their way, so. Anyways, yeah, Sergio, it's so good to have you on here. Um, so, and, and, and for those of you who, who don't know who Sergio is, Sergio, he's like, the, he's like the silent assassin. He's in the background, he's doing his thing. And how we gotten into this conversation was is, you know, and, and I'll just be honest, is I'm a firm believer of personal growth. And part of that growth is the, we're stuck, or we have a choice actually between the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And we talk about pain of discipline and for a lot of people, they have a hard time getting onto social media. They have a hard time getting their face out into YouTube, into podcasts and so forth. And the only way you can do that is actually by doing it. Yeah. And um, so we're doing it right now. So, and it's awesome because Sergio had expressed that. And I said, well, let's just get you on the podcast. Let's break that ice. Let's break the barrier. So I'm so happy you're here and I'm proud of you um, for, for doing this, Sergio, because I know it's not easy. So Sergio has been crushing it now for quite some time. I think he has some eight properties, done multiple pivots along his way. Started from doing his multifamilies. Now he's doing duplex conversions. And again, silent assassin, he's doing it by himself with his beautiful wife, Florencia. I love the name, Flore, Florencia. Love saying Florencia, that name. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, right. Perfect. So Sergio, welcome, man. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. No problem, man. No problem. So let's, let's talk about your story before we get right to, you know, yeah. your multiple pivots. Um, so you moved yeah. to Canada from Argentina, messy yeah. country. And, yeah. and um, yeah. so in, in 2007, so let's, let's, let's start from there. Actually, let's start before that. Let's talk about Argentina. Did you okay. buy invest in properties in Argentina? No, not at all, man. I mean, I'm starting investing in properties just a little bit less than three years ago. Okay. while we were already here in Canada, okay. uh, never before. And, okay. you know, I was born and raised in Argentina, so I lived there all my life until my mid-30s, right? So mm -hmm. it's not that just there as a kid, etc. I, I, you know, I was born there, I studied there, I worked there, I had to save money there, I had to invest, not in real estate. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a great country from many different aspects, and we really, you know, enjoy our time there. The one thing that we didn't enjoy was the struggle. I mean, the struggle, especially from an economic point of view, the country is still quite a mess. So in order to, you know, grow, to be able to, you know, save money, invest, create some wealth, you know, have a future for yourself, it's actually pretty, pretty tough, right? So that's one of the reasons why with my wife and I, we decided, okay, you know what? And, and because of my job, I actually had the chance to travel abroad, even when I was living there. So I was going to the US, I was coming here to Canada occasionally too. Uh, so we realized that, hey, you know what? We feel that, you know, we, we, we knew English already and we were quite okay, fluent and not as much as now, but we, we were more than okay. Uh, and we said, hey, we see people living in other countries, working probably half as much as we do, not struggling that much and being able to, you know, having more opportunities and being able to get ahead for many aspects of, of, of your life overall, right? Including financially, which is kind of why myself, yourself, and many of us are into real estate, right? Because we want to see, uh, you know, real estate as a great vehicle to actually build long-term long-term work right so mm -hmm. so in argentina i lived through a lot of economic collapses inflation all the time occasionally yeah. even hyperinflation which is actually a pretty scary and mm -hmm. crazy time to <laughs> yeah to yes right so i went through all a lot of crap that really uh, it, you're, you're really, when you're living in that type of situation and you're trying to, you know, save some money and build wealth, you live in a very defensive mode. It's just, okay, whatever savings that you have, how can you protect your, those savings, right? So you're really playing defense. What I find, you know, when we came to Canada and after a few years, after we save some money, we say, okay, right now here we can actually play offense, right? We can take some calculated risks and start investing and start growing our wealth in a way that we just uh, couldn't in Argentina, right? I mean, when, when, when we came uh, here to Canada, uh, it was, again, right after another economic collapse over there where, you know, the currency depreciated. And I think we came in 2007 with like, you know, 2,000 US dollars savings. And then we only had, you know, our condo over there that I, that I sold, the, uh, you know, a, a year after, and it was like worth uh, about 150 uh, uh, USD. Um, yeah, those were all our savings. And we mm -hmm. were already in our mid-30s, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we came here, we came here, I mean, not just because of, uh, of, of that, right, to get ahead financially, even though that was, a, you know, that was a big part of the decision. But at the same time, you know, we just got married over there. We wanted to build a family. We wanted to live in a country where we could give, you know, more opportunities to, to our children, right? Really have children and, and give mm -hmm. them more opportunities than what we had when, when we were young, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. even in Argentina, things have never been, haven't been good for the last few decades and it actually kind of deteriorated. Because when my parents were young in the, you know, 60s, 70s, even if they didn't have a university degree, it was easier to get ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But right now, especially for young people over there, it's, it's, it's quite a struggle. There aren't many good opportunities. There's a lot of competition for, you know, for, for good jobs. Uh, 
and, and actually because the economy changes all the time mm -hmm. you cannot really plan ahead you cannot plan three years out so again you're playing defense and you never know what's going to change in the economy and what's going to happen with with your savings right so mm -hmm. absolutely uh, you know and, and and you know my experience and because i mean you know from mexico latin america and so forth um is the only, a lot of times the only way to get ahead is to pay to get ahead but once you do that with the level of corruption that is in these areas you're in another prison because you're stuck yeah. having to pay your way all the way through and if you don't pay uh you're back to where you were before so it becomes um I don't want to say an addiction, but it, I guess it would be because you have to keep on paying to, to get ahead in, in these in these realms. Yeah. And then when the government collapses, then you have another government and you have to restart that again. Yeah. It's just the slippery slope where you, you just can't get ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's a big challenge. And the last few years living over there, it was actually quite stressful because not only you worry about your job and your savings, but also corruption that is rampant and it's not getting better. So even if you don't play that game, I mean, you just see it there, right? You see people just getting away with that like crazy. Government's very corrupt, all municipalities, are, you know, there is corruption uh, everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then inflation is also something else right it's like you have to live your life with like 10 different things in your head and say what's happening with you know security in the street that is getting worse inflation corruption what's going to happen with my savings what's going to happen with my work so it was just too stressful uh, and we found that you know once we came here and we learned our way and we settled down we say hey there's really almost nothing to worry here maybe mm -hmm. i can worry about my job i try not to but other than that everything works mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everything works i mean for for me having you know live uh, outside of canada most of my life so far uh, i can really see how canada is one of the best countries in the world by mm -hmm. far it, this is actually an amazing country sure. and what i see that you know many canadians born here or that came as children they don't really know how they really don't know what they have i mean it's a blessing to be canadian now I've been Canadian for seven years and it's probably the best thing that ever happened to us. It is just amazing. It is, uh, you know, and I, I love hearing this because you're right. I mean, you know what, being born in this country, it's, 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 it's actually, uh, it's not, I mean, it's actually could cause more harm for one because you don't know how great you have it. And, that, and that's where the level of entitlement comes in. Uh, whereas, I mean, you're a fighter. I mean, you're an underdog and you come, you come here and, you know, I have a cousin who's a pilot with the armed forces, and he actually is a pilot with the Hercules. And he, he was born in East Africa, and he is the proudest Canadian you'll ever see. Everywhere he goes, he's ranked something Canadian. He's yelling to the world that he's Canadian. Um, he joined the military. to. He said, this country gave me an opportunity, so I, I, need, I feel I need to give back. How many people that were born in this country would refuse to, to protect the country? So I, I, it, it's so, it makes me so happy hearing that from you, uh, Sergio. Uh, and your story, like I said, is is awesome because it's it's the underdog. And so you come here in 2007, and then less than 10 years later, you decide to get into real estate. So let's let's talk about that that journey. Like, what was the switch saying, "Let's do this"? And how did you start? Oh, that, that that's a great question because again, until three years ago or four years ago, we we knew nothing about real estate. 
-hmm. And then when we thought about real estate a little bit, we said, yeah, the market went up already, uh, already a lot, so maybe it's going to correct, etc. So we never, you know, I never had any family member that invested in real estate or any close acquaintance, right, friends or even someone at work that was investing mm -hmm. in real estate or investing seriously, right? You have, you know, many people that occasionally buy a second property, etc., but they don't really take it that seriously, right? So I never had any exposure to all the wonderful people like yourself, right, that I have met over the, over the last few years, right? So I never really realized uh, the power and, of real estate until recently. But just to backtrack a little bit and, you know, kind of talk a little bit about my journey from a wealth creation point of view, because I think that's that's what really matters, right? What, that's what we're talking about here and why we are talking about real estate. So when we came to Canada, for us, it was all about, you know, trying to get an income and try to increase that income and then savings, saving as much as possible. So for many, many years, we lived very, very frugal. Like, uh, you know, we, I got a job and then I got a promotion and I worked my ass to make sure that I would get ahead and increase my salary. So for us, it was all about, you know, increasing my, our, our salary and trying to live frugally and save as much as possible. For many years, I, I would say we probably saved 50% of what we were making as, as, as gross income. Uh, so, and that, that takes... That's an effort, right? That, mm -hmm. that really takes making some tough decisions, right? Making that decision to live as frugal as you can because you're really thinking about the future, right? But at the same time, we were excited because we were seeing the results. And then as soon as we started, you know, I started, you know, in increasing my income. I, we started saving some money and said, okay, you know what? Now that we have some money saved, we have to start investing. And initially mm -hmm. we went the traditional way. So max, maxing out our RRSP, then TFSA, putting money on the RSP for kids, any additional savings, paying down the mortgage. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we, we were very, very conservative in terms of our investments. And then I started seeing how, you know, those savings would grow marginally. Right. Mm -hmm. I started to educate myself. I said, right, what about all this money I'm investing in mutual funds and what's the annual return that I'm that I'm getting and what's the level of control that I have of that? So we realized that hey, uh, we are getting ahead, but we are not moving fast enough. Mm -hmm. So we had to start, you know, educating ourselves and see, okay, what 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 else is it's out there uh, where we can actually accelerate this this process, right? So yeah, 2017, we bought two pre-construction condos, but we knew nothing about real estate. So we said, okay, you know, let's just diversify a little bit. I'm pretty sure that once those are done, managing those is gonna be pretty easy. And we have those right now, and it is easy, right? of course, right? But we didn't know any, any, anything better, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and at that time, the, the other interesting thing is that we put all our, you know, we put a lot of savings that we have over 18 months, basically to pay for that 20% that builders require, right? Over about, yeah, about 18 months, I would say. So then it's like, okay, so now all the other savings are locked in RSP, for example, so now we, we can't invest anymore. We run out of money. But when I started, you know, learning how investors were, you know, approaching similar situations and the power of financial leverage, I realized that, hey, you know what, property that we live already, you know, appreciated. We can pull, uh, you know, like 300K on a home equity line of credit 
okay, let's start using that money. Mm -hmm. So from, from, from then, so since we started, uh, you know, investing and doing all, all these commercials and, you know, bears, etc. For the most part, we use HELOC money. Mm -hmm. So technically it's like almost like hundred percent financing, mm -hmm. but it's still our own equity, right? Of course. So, yeah, it's, so, it's, so, it's, it's, it's OPM, but it's secure to your property. So you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're in that, and that's, and that's brilliant because yeah. You know, it, it's so. Let me ask you a question. This is this is an important question. Yeah. <clears throat> the mindset of many, especially those coming from from countries. So let's talk about the immigrant story. Is debt is bad. Yeah. Don't I have debt. Sure. Right. Totally. So you know that's how I grew up. Uh, that's how my partner or my my spouse Sarah, her family, and so forth. And uh, so how how that must have been tough because you know because it's like the whole idea is pay down your mortgage pay down your marriage don't carry debt um yep. so what switched like what what happened what was that light bulb moment saying okay so the first trigger was reading reach that poor dad so i know i'm not only original there because that happened to many of us right but yes. that was the first time that i understood the concept of gay okay, oh there is bad debt but there is also good debt and and it it kind of makes sense, right? So I think there I started, you know, researching more, getting to some groups, talking to other investors and realizing, yeah, as long as you can get financing at a rate that is lower than the return that you can get on your on your investment, that, that's that's pretty fine, right? That's exactly the, the way to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understood financial leverage from the point of view of, hey, you can actually get some leverage if you want to invest in stocks, for example. Of course, you, you, you're not gonna get as much as leverage as you do with real estate because that is a very, very you know, important mm -hmm. collateral, right? The, the properties. But you can still leverage yourself a little bit if you want to invest. But that was just too risky. It never really makes sense to, to mm -hmm. us, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, you're betting on a market and you never know really what's, what's gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why I always dismiss it until I understand that, hey, for real estate, financial leverage makes sense. And at the same time, it's probably the only way to really do it. Unless you are super wealthy that you can buy properties for cash, the vast majority of us need that type of financial leverage, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so again, education, education, talking to a lot of people, start you know shifting my mind in terms of, uh, you know, hey, this is something that totally makes sense. Let me research a little bit more. I, I, as soon as I started researching about the, I'm a big numbers person, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, I have an engineering background. That's probably why, but you know, I spreadsheet the heck out of everything, like nonstop. And I also suffer from analysis paralysis in the past a little bit, especially when you are investing your own money, right? Which is very emotional. Now I'm kind of, you know, overcoming that, maybe mm -hmm. not completely, but, but, but almost. Uh, so I started looking at the, the numbers, running the numbers myself and say, hey, the returns that you can get in through real estate and the long-term wealth that you can build through equity, it, it, it's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's just phenomenal, right? So think about, you know, the, the, something as simple as, okay, you buy a property with 20% down. Mm -hmm. So that means that, you know, 80%, the bank puts that, that's money. And if properties appreciate 3% a year, and you know, it, it has happened much more mm -hmm. than that, but even 
my models, I always put, you know, two, three percent just mm -hmm. to be conservative. Okay, three percent appreciation, if you only put 20 percent down, that is a 15 percent return just on appreciation mm -hmm. that, you know, you, don't, you may not have it in one year, you may not have it in two years, but in the long term, you're going to have it. So that's kind of a baseline. So what's on top of that? Well, mortgage payments or your tenants, are, you know, our tenants are paying our mortgage, right? So, um, so well, there is at least another, you know, 6% that you can easily get, uh, you know, through a mortgage pay down. And then in addition to that, you have the cash flow, which is an additional return, the cash on cash return. And at the same time, it really builds into all this logic around if you have a property that has good cash flow, even in a downward situation, as long as the property can pay for itself and you don't need to sell it, because I mean, it hasn't happened, but it could happen that, and I've always prepared myself to what happens if next year property prices go down 20%. Well, what, all the properties that I have have great cash flow. So I'm hoping that I'm just gonna hold them. Mm -hmm. And all the, you know, the, uh, you know, all the the information that that you 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 can get indicates that in those type of situations rents are never going down because actually those are the situations where people can afford the lease to buy a house right when they can't get a mortgage if the if the market crashes they can't get a mortgage we we, we, we experience this right now with covid you know and how everything froze up we've experienced this in 2008 to 2011 um and yet the number of of, of renters went up yeah, and even one interesting stat that I was exposed at that time was what happened in the U.S. Mm -hmm. during the, you know, 2008 to 2010 crisis, right? Where in some markets, you know, the properties crashed, right? The prices went down like 50%. However, rents never went down. Mm -hmm. Rents were always steady and yeah. or at a minimum going up with inflation rate. Here in Canada, we, saw, we are seeing now rents going even above inflation rate, but even at least at inflation rate, that's what's happening in the US. So if you have a property that cash flows and you don't have to go and sell it, yeah, okay, it's such that you're not gonna get the appreciation, so you cannot refinance, etc. but at least the property can carry itself. So that concept uh, and to me running all the numbers and see, okay, the total return that you can get through appreciation, through mortgage pay down, through, you know, through net ca positive cash flow, plus the fact that the properties are actually paying for themselves. It just totally made sense. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. at that time it dawned on me, it's like, wh why aren't people doing this much more than, than, than what they are to do, right? Mm -hmm. So again, that, that took me, okay, more research, learning, talking to people and say, okay, now I'm gonna do it. Um, now, they, at that time, it was about uh, a matter of figuring out what would be the most effective way to do it mm -hmm. and where to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so. And I appreciate that. I mean, I love it. Um, so you went from your pre-construction condos, which in my opinion, now correct me if I'm wrong, but anything pre-construction is a pure speculative play because yes pure speculation, which is fine. I mean, a lot of people have done really well with it, um, which is fine. And then you move, then you moved to, you pivoted to multifamily in the Wellen region. Yeah. So was that change because of the education and research you did on the whole okay. cash, right? So then yeah. the, the, the understanding of passive income, but then 
you made a pivot to duplex conversions, buying single family homes and then turning them into duplexes. Why that pivot? Yeah, so just to backtrack a little bit. So the first property that we bought was a tribe place. And at that time, I was already honing on the bear strategy. Even if at that time, I think it, was, it wasn't even called bear, but it doesn't matter, right? The concept has always existed, mm -hmm. right? So I was really, really looking for those opportunities where, okay, I can buy, I can renovate, and hopefully I can refinance, you know, in, in, in such a way that I can pull a big chunk of the money that I put in the property. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it was that triplex as multi-family was, I was aiming to get the cash flow, but at the same time through the refinance, I wanted to, to boost my return on investment. Okay. So that triplex had two units that were vacant. So we refinanced those, sorry, we, we, we renovated those. Then we refinanced, uh, you know, a few months later and it worked really nicely because we took all the money from the renovation plus a, a, a little bit more. So mm -hmm. then our down payment remained, you know, the capital was even less than the original down payment. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so then, uh, you know, I, I learned a little bit more about different strategies and I was running numbers and I, I, I ran into this duplex conversion strategy that I saw a lot of uh, different attributes that were really attractive to me. The fact that it's usually, a, you know, a nicer property than the regular multifamily that is out there, usually a much nicer property proposition, right? Because you're buying a nice single family in a nice area that you can, you know, close the, you know, the basement. So the upper unit, if you have a nice unit, is going to command good rents. Uh, and then the, you know, the basement apartment, if you do that brand new or almost brand new, you're also going to have a good product that is going to command a good rent, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then our bear migrated to those type of uh, duplex conversions. So the first triplex we bought at the end of 2017. So then spring 2018, that's where we bought our first fam a, a single family. We did the, the first conversion. And since then we actually, uh, we did six of those. And actually mm -hmm. we ended up doing all in Welland. That wasn't the plan initially, but the mm -hmm. reality is that, you know, at that time I, I, ha I had a full-time job. I still have a full-time job, right? So I didn't have much time for real estate and my wife was working full-time too. So for us, it really makes sense to be extremely focused on one particular strategy. And once we found something that worked for us, it was all about rinsing and repeating. So yeah. that so now we, we knew the city, so we knew the neighborhood, we knew the price points really, really well. We knew the type of property that would work. We knew the contractors, we knew how to work with the city and you know, every municipality is different, right? When you're putting permits, etc. So for us, it, it really makes sense to double down and focus on that and forget about everything else, right? No, I, I heard of other, other, you know, other investors that, that, that something, yeah, I bought a student rental here and then a triplex here, et cetera. And then they, they haven't really become an expert on, on anything, right? So mm -hmm. we say, okay, forget about everything else. Okay, we already bought those two condos, so we'll let them grow. Actually, we close only this, you know, 2020, no, this year. No, no, we, we got occupancy last year, right? Because, you know, all those projects take, quite a few years, right? Uh, but then everything else was just, you know, 
one strategy, one type of property, kind of the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that, that, that's, that's what worked for us. So we, we bought single family, we converted six of those. Wow. Actually, last year we saw the opportunity to, to sell one of those conversions as a turnkey invest, investment. Um, yeah, and right now in you know, mid-September, we're going to be closing on, the, on our next one. That's amazing. So I love what you said there. I love, love what you said there uh, about the focus. And, you know, and, and, and you're right, because a lot of people will do get into this and they have that shiny object syndrome or the squirrel, you know, and they're moving their head and, and then they lack that focus. And I think it was Bruce Lee that said this, and it must have been Bruce Lee, because we're going to be talking about kicks and, and said, the person that's most dangerous is not the person that is practicing a thousand kicks a day or different kicks. It's the person that's practicing that same kick a thousand times a day. Um, don't quote yeah. me exactly this quote because it probably sounds more elegant coming from his mouth. I think you're pretty that, close. Yeah, <laughs> pretty close. But that's the thing because now, especially for yourself, because um, now if because you you made you have a full time job, you have two young children, yeah. right? And now, uh, as you told me before, Florencia, she is no longer working. So, yeah. and, and now in the business, which is fantastic, you, ha you have created those systems. And, you know, I, uh, this, uh, and when you have those systems in place and yourself being an engineer, you know how important those systems are. I have to have a reminder myself, my, my, one of my coaches, Corey McKinnon, gave this to me and have it on the wall. And it says, part of my expression here, do not fuck with the system. <laughs> it works. Totally, yeah. You said to make it better. Refine, refine, refine. Make that yeah. one kick better. You have to have a process and you have to follow it, right? And that process really, be, that's the essence of continuous improvement, right? You have to have a process, ideally documented, because that becomes the baseline to keep improving. And of course, you want to change the process because you want to improve it all the time, right? But if you have something that works, you have to stick to it, right? If not, you are just throwing a lot of uncertainty and randomness and something's going to go bad, right? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so with, with, your, with your business then, I mean, I just love how, the, how tight your, your process is and your system is because for yourself that's doing this, I mean, and, and from my understanding, everything you've done, it's been you and Florencia. Yeah. And, and, and so for an investor that's saying, hey, I don't have the time, and yet, Sergio and Florencia are doing this. I mean, there's an opportunity for an investor to come in, be a partner with you. You have the systems in place, and it becomes a very fruitful relationship for an investor. Yeah, I mean, it can be done. It's, it's not easy. You know, real estate is one of the things that is it's, it's actually pretty simple. Yes. That doesn't make it easy, right? Absolutely. So, and... Again, because we were both working full time and we really had a lot to learn and a lot of relationships still to be developed. And we crash and burn many times, including our first conversion was a disaster. It took like a year. I had to fire the contractor, bring someone else. Of course, it took much longer than expected. Mm -hmm. It cost me 20% more than what I expected. But that's part of the that's part of the, the learning process, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But it's not easy. I mean, uh, for us, it was, you know, trying to have a regular life, whereas, you know, once, an, once a week, at least during the evenings, maybe I have to go there, 
or Saturdays I had to be there for, for several hours. So at some point in time, uh, I was feeling that, hey, I'm, I'm working six days a week, right? You know, Monday through Friday and then Saturday, you know, we, we live in Milton, so it's about an hour uh, away where, where we're investing. So with the commute and all the hours that we were there, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm working all Saturday. Sometimes I was coming back at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., right? So it was a six days a week <laughs> for, for, for quite a long time, I would say. So um, I think, you know what, it, it can work for sure, but you have to get involved. It takes some level of involvement until you run it. There are a lot of people that, you know, you may run into this all the time, right? A lot of people that are trying to find the magic hack or that are trying to, you know, do it, but still stay super comfortable and not, don't mess up with much with their life. Well, you know what? It's something you gotta give, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you wanna create the, the, those type of results, and if you wanna, you know, not just go and buy a single family turnkey and put a property management in place, and that may take you, you know, almost no effort. But at the same time, that's not gonna really take you that far. <laughs> well, there's no growth, right? And it's no. not even—it's not even—it's not even on the monetary perspective. I mean, there—it's the growth. It's like what does Gary Vee say? If you want to learn how to swim, you jump in a deep end. And that's where the growth comes from. Get uncomfortable and you learn. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. It, and the, the, one, the one thing in, uh, that was super important that really helped us a lot was working on our mindset. I was going to ask you about that. that. Yeah, I started that process. Then Florencia kind of came, came along. But when I was starting to think about investing, and again, because it was initially, you know, our savings and I was quite scared of making those decisions. I mean, it's not easy to say, okay, I'm going to jump into this project that is, you know, between, you know, the down payment and the renovation is going to require like 150K. That's a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if those are hard earned dollars. I mean, we all get emotional and, and, and it's hard to make those type of decisions without getting, you know, without being objective, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I realized that I had to work on my mindset mm -hmm. and that's why, you know, I did a few things. So I, I, I started, you know, devouring books about, you know, self-development and like, like, like never before. To me, it was like a completely new field, almost completely new, right? So, but I, I realized that I had to work on my mindset. And at the same time, for about a year, I, I hired a coach too. So when I was starting, you know, like summer 2017, even, you know, quite a few months before we bought our first property over there, I started working with a, with a coach. Uh, and I realized that working on my mindset and making sure that I was ready for what's next and actually expecting the struggle and expecting the problems, knowing that it's going to come. I'm going to welcome them because that's the learning opportunity. And I'm, then I'm going to crush it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to continue you know, working on my mindset and being prepared for shit to happen, because it, it always happens, as you know, that was a very important factor, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, and even if you think that you're prepared, when shit happens, you may still want to run for the hills, right? And that's what I see, you know, a lot of investors unfortunately do, right? Because the first property, something goes wrong, so they put the wrong tenancy in, etc., and immediately they just run away and say, well, this is, this is mm -hmm. not good, whatever. So uh, 
mentally, I think that, you know, I, I prepare myself for, for that and I actually welcome the challenges. And even if conceptually you feel that you are prepared and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to welcome the challenge and it's all, all going to be good. I'm going to, I mean, when the challenge appears, it's still a pain in the butt and you still mm -hmm. bitch and, and, and you want to quit and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm going to keep going no matter what and, and you just do it, right? Well, it's, that's life, right? I mean, life, life throws us curveballs and obstacles all the time. And we don't, you know, and there are going to be some that just quit all the time. But that's, again, we can go back to that growth. And, you know, what's, what's also remarkable is yourself being an engineer. Everything is a systematic approach. There's black and white. That's it. There's black and white. There's a graph. This, it works. It doesn't this, 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 and this. I have a healthcare background. Same idea. To bring in this concept of mindset and subconscious mind and all this foo-foo stuff, uh, it, it, there's a lot of skept like I was very skeptical oh. I was very skeptical I'm like well where's the study where's the randomized controlled study where's this where's the proof the proof is by doing it yeah the proof is it's like it's like faith it's faith is what it is it's yeah. like religion you, there's it's all blind yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, to me it was uh, reading a lot about how our mind works and understanding that subconscious that I never even knew existed or I really didn't believe much on, on it, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that, okay, there is the, the, the conscious but also the subconscious and understanding how that subconscious governs probably 95% or more of what of our results because our actions are usually emotional, right? We, mm -hmm. we want to believe that it's very rational, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's rational a little bit, right? But then you have to work with your subconscious, yes. get emotionally involved, and make decisions based on that. So when I realized that, I said, okay, you know what? Now, now it makes sense, like, you know, the, the repetition of the concepts, uh, working on visualizing, trying to see yourself not only where you want to be, but also see yourself hitting some struggles and thinking about, you know, how I'm going to approach those struggles and the fact that I see myself overcoming those obstacles, etc. It's really like, you know, working on that in your conscious mind to try to imprint that in, in your subconscious mm -hmm. so that because our subconscious, as you know, they govern how we operate because they, you know, studies said that 95% of what we, what we do are habits, right? Mm -hmm. And the habits come from our subconscious. We can be, you know, driving in the car, and we don't even think that we're driving. It's our subconscious that, that is driving, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's understanding the, some concepts, the repetition in your mind, and then actually doing it and doing it and doing it at the, and, until it becomes habitual. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. it happening overnight? No. Is it easy? No. It's never going to be like that. But at the same time, it's the only way. Mm -hmm. I just said the example of, okay, learning how to swim is a good example that I always like to talk about because you can read encyclopedias about how to swim. And you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. I said, you have to, you, 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 you got to get some idea, but then just jump into the pool. And mm -hmm. I think real estate has a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Because of my engineering background, I was always more like, you know, like study, researching and trying to get a lot of information before making a decision. But then I realized that, okay, the concepts here are pretty simple. Mm -hmm. You just have to do it. Mm -hmm. and do it again and do it again. Yeah. And anything that you, you may hear about someone facing some situation, whatever, you think, that, oh, okay, I, I understand. Mm -hmm. You know, you think, I understand. No, you don't really understand. You really mm -hmm. are just 
you know, understanding that that's what you need to do, but you're not really going to learn it until you do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, likely until you crash and burn. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, I commend you because you beat me to dropping the f bomb before I usually do. So. (laughs) <laughs> so there you go. You get. Uh, I knew about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, 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 you know, I think this is like this is my favorite topic is mindset. You know, and, and, it's, and the struggles I faced, I, and I've been very. I, I, I tell the world is that some people will look at their vul- someone's vulnerability as is their weakness. My vulnerability is my superpower. My vulnerability. You know, through my vulnerability and, you know, I'm suffering from anxiety, still do. And, but exposing it and being open and transparent about it has begun the healing process. Um, it, it comes from mindset, 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 mindset. When people ask me, and, and this is going to be bringing to my next question, is that I, I, I look at your journey, okay? So we talk about your first property, your pivots you've made along the way, the fact that you're focusing on your mindset, getting coaching all of a sudden, like we're part of the same mastermind. So your thirst for more, 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 uh, development. Yep. Like let's talk, let's talk about that, you know, cause you could look at your portfolio and saying, Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I don't need to invest in a mastermind and spend more money. So why invest in a mastermind? That's a great question. You know what? And at the beginning of the year, we were, we were actually discussing about this and say, Hey, you know what? Yeah. Pretty good what we did, what we did until now. We were very conservative in our approach, and until the end, you know what we we were using our own money, right? We were not mm-hmm. really joint venturing. We, we we were very very conservative from that point of view. But mm-hmm. we we realized that hey, what took us to uh, up, up to now is not going to take us to the next step. So we can get content with where we are, but we, of course, we never get content. We always want to, you know, grow and, uh, and develop. Uh, so we said, hey, now it's time for us to, I mean, we already maxed out our HELOC, right? No more savings. You know, soon we may not qualify for more mortgages, whatever. So now it's, uh, hey, if we want to, you know, continue the, on this game, we have to pivot again. And we have to start learning new skills from people that are doing it, that are succeeding, and basically changing the game altogether, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, say, hey, cool. everything that we have learned and the skills that we have, how can we start, you know, working with other people uh, and partnering with people? It's okay, you know what? I don't have any more money, but if you bring the money, I, I can do this, let's do it together, right? So, so that was a, a very interesting pivot in, in our mind. Mm-hmm. And myself being that, that conservative, uh, even a few years ago, I may have had the chance maybe to join venture with someone, but no, I was stubborn. I said, no, I want to do it myself. I want to learn it myself. And was it a good idea or not? It, it, it is what it is. But at the same time, it could have been a better idea maybe to partner with someone to even accelerate that, that journey, mm-hmm. right? So, hey, you know what? Let's partner together. I put the money on the project. You teach me everything, show me everything. And it, we could have moved a little bit faster if we have go, uh, gone that route, right? Mm-hmm. But again, those are all the, you know, the, the, the things that we are working on right now, right? So, right, absolutely. No, that's, that's incredible. Um, what book are you reading right now? Uh, right now, uh, I'm actually reading The Power of the Subconscious Mind. 
I'm reading that right Believe now, too. Not, I, I should have read that long ago. My wife read it, so I'm, I'm, I'm reading that one uh, right now. But, you know, uh, I, I read a lot of books. So, yeah. most of, I, I read a lot of books. And as I said, you know, Pivotal for me was uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then, you know, Napoleon Hill's, you know, The 16 Laws of Success and, and Think and Grow Rich. Uh, one, one book that was uh, critical for me was uh, As a Man Thinker yes. from James Allen. Yes. Which, you know, sometimes even hard to read because it looks like old English, right? Probably a hundred years ago. Absolutely. But, and it's the type of book that you have to read it once and then you have to read it again. And that book, between the times that I read it and, and, and many more, more times that I listen to audiobook, I probably read it 20 times. Not That's exaggerating. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, no, I love not that. Exaggeration. It's like you have to, you know, yeah, that type of material... I mean, sometimes it's so game-changing that uh, you have to understand that you have to read it again and again. It's repetition what actually gets it into your subconscious and actually st uh, when you actually start changing how you operate. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. in, the, in the conscious you still have, okay, that conceptual understanding, yeah, I, okay, I get it. And you think mm -hmm. you get it, but you don't really get it. Mm -hmm. right? It's... it's 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 funny because I'm also reading the power of subconscious mind, and I there I mean I I always talk about my book collection, so I'm you know, reading about three different books right now at the same time. And um, what's unique is that you read these books, and it's it's almost like every time you read these books, it's you're entering into that matrix even more. You're seeing the mate, you're seeing, and it, it's it's starting things start to connect their dots in reverse. They're like ah, that's why ah, that's why. Um, because we're a different person every time we read it. Well, that's because the thing. I, 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 you read yeah. this, so, so it's a little bit like a different book, right? Because we are different. That's Well, when someone tells me, you're changed, you've changed. Fucking rights I've changed. Because every day I'm focusing on my mindset. I'm, I'm focusing on my growth. If someone says, you've never changed, you're the same person I saw a few weeks ago or a few days, a few years ago. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a serious problem. You know, and... Um, so what's next for you, Sergio? Like you've done some amazing things and I just love your journey and I just love your story. So what's next for Sergio and Florencia? Yeah, so right now, you know, we, you know, we, we, we decided, you know, we're gonna continue to double down on the strategy that has worked for us. Uh, so we're gonna, sorry, we're gonna continue, you know, looking at this type of, uh, you know, duplex conversions opportunities. Uh, it could be a duplex conversion, it could be a triplex, uh, and we, we want to, you know, uh, double down on that, and then if there is an opportunity to apply that strategy to a different city, for example, th that, that's where we want to go. Oh. So, um, and are you, yeah. looking to, are you looking to also, are you looking for investors as well to, to partnership with you on this, on this path as well? Yeah, yeah. So right now, yeah. So we are, you know, we are in conversations with, you know, with, with many people talking about different vehicles, in how we can partner, could be the joint venture route, could be the, you know, private lending route. Uh, but again, for sure, we know that, you know, we need to raise uh, capital for those projects. But we just went through the experience of, uh, I think I told you, so we actually, over the last probably a month and a half ago, we actually, after struggling for a few months, finding a good deal, because you know, the market is so hot, right? We're mm -hmm. recording this, with now what, it's August 2020. You know, the market is crazy hot, right? Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, actually, you know, we started educating ourselves a few a few months ago. We joined the same master group, you know, mastermind group that 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 you are in and we started learning different strategies especially in trying to find you know going direct to sellers and trying to find off-market deals so that you know if you have a property that you can uh, you know you can buy at a discount price all the numbers look much better you have many more options right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, compared to buying retail or or, or almost retail right so uh, about a month and a half ago, trying some different strategies, we actually, you know, uh, ran into, we found three deals within two weeks difference. Wow. <laughs> so that was, you know, that, something completely unexpected. Sure. But I knew they were all good deals, right? Sure. And actually, we, we ended up, you know, going firm on, on, on the three deals. Uh, but then we, we, we decided actually to wholesale two of those deals. And we actually sold them very quickly, <laughs> very it. quickly to the first individuals that we presented that opportunity because it was such a such a good deal, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we said, hey, you know what? That is part of our journey to backtrack a little bit. You know, now Florencia is, uh, you know, quit her job. So because we want to, you know, make real estate our, you know, part-time and hopefully our full-time uh, business. Mm -hmm. uh, now we need that active income. Before we, it was all about creating that passive income. Now mm -hmm. we realize that okay, you know what, it makes sense. And you know, I know you you guys are doing the same thing, right? Like you know, setting up a, an active business that can create its own active income, mm -hmm. uh, so that then we can continue to reinvest in those assets that will give us passive income moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. So we see it as a way of you know accelerating the the process as a way of, you know, learning even more because now we are being more creative in terms of finding these. We are, we are becoming, you know, we still have a lot to learn, but, you know, we're learning and we're becoming much more experienced in terms of, you know, how to how to finance this, how to do some creative finance financing, how to work with other investors. So it's like, hey, by creating these type of partnerships, now we can hopefully do more and even faster, right? Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. So that's a, you know, that's the journey where we are right now. But to tell you the truth, it's a journey that is just starting. So if you ask me, you know, six months from now, I may give you a completely different answer. No, I, what I'm excited I, is that yes, we're doing, I, we are learning. So it is part of the, the journey, right? You have to have that vision. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not that clear and it doesn't matter because that vision needs to drive you to do. And when you do, you learn and then you start pivoting, right? That's kind of life right you have to be open for for that journey to be you have an idea but you're gonna learn and pivot uh, along the way right so. mm -hmm. well i love that because i you know i could see it in your face i mean and for those of you that are listening you could hear it in sergio's voice he's passionate he's excited um he's excited for this journey it's like climbing a mountain you may be excited to climb to reach some of the mountain full well knowing that there's going to be trenches yet you have to you know, climb into, get your hands dirty, get scraped along the way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's 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 looking back on the journey. The journey is the destination. The journey is the destination. And I can tell you that, you know, no matter how much we achieve in terms of, you know, financial wealth through real estate, that is nothing compared to how we grew personally. Mm -hmm. How we, you know, you know, having to invest in real estate, 
it really forces us to work on our mindset and, and develop ourselves as, as individuals, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end, that's really the, the main asset. Mm -hmm. you know, we are the asset, right? As you change, you grow, then you are more capable of, you know, trying different things, doing different things, and, and we are the asset, right? So mm -hmm. real estate is awesome, but at the same time, it's kind of the, it's the secondary goal. The main goal is, us growing as individuals and yes. you know and, and growing together right and meeting you know fantastic individuals like, like you and other people in our mastermind or many other investors that i had to the chance to to meet and work with mm -hmm. especially the last few months it's just amazing mm -hmm. it's just sure. amazing it's exciting i also feel that you know that we are changing and and then you know with change you also have some struggles right like you know other friends and people that are not in the same journey that now you don't have much to share as we had in the past right so we change as individuals we sometimes have to change our the circles of people that we meet but but again that's that's life right you have to be open to mm -hmm. to that and the you know the what we're learning how we're developing as individuals or or the the you know the people that we are meeting and working with right now man three years ago I had no clue that it, it was going to happen. Sure. But, but I'm so happy and say, hey, real estate is awesome. But at the same time, it's secondary. Everything yeah. else to me is the most important thing. Right? And, that, and that's the thing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I talk about my struggles, um, it doesn't matter what I do from a side, like on the side, it's if I'm investing in myself and I'm focusing on my personal development, that's how you heal. Um, and that's like, and the rest just comes as a result. If you, if you can't, if you're not working on yourself, healing yourself or whatever, you're, you're, you're a liability. You are a liability. You're not an asset. Um, and that's what it comes down to. Now, Sergio, you know, as we come to closing, I mean, this has been just phenomenal. And I just, you, you know, when you start talking about mindset, I got so excited. Like I was like, okay, yes, we're going to talk about mindset because that's really what the big thing I, I, I tell people and I get frustrated with people is when, and it's not my business to get frustrated people, but I feel I, cause I, I've seen what it's done for me. So I get very passionate about it. Yeah. But, but you know, out there you have a lot of people that still don't fully get it. Right. A lot of people that don't really take the responsibility that they whine about this or that, etc. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think now we're realizing that, you know, the vast majority of the population still live in that world, right? In that world where they don't take full ownership and they blame circumstances and their excuses for every, for everything and they live in fear. And at the end, I'm sure you would agree with me that actually being, dealing with life in a different way and crushing those, uh, those fears and taking action is what really allows us not only to get results, but as we're talking, most importantly, allows us to grow personally. And at the end, that growth, to me, is, I mean, I'm not a young kid, right? But this kind of personal growth is actually making me feel younger and with more energy and much more forward to look at to an exciting future. It's just amazing, right? At mm -hmm. the end, that personal journey, it's... Everything else is secondary, right? So. Well, and it's and it's not like this is all new because you can talk about as a man thinking. I mean, what year did that get published? Think and Grow Rich, the the richest man in Babylon. Uh, I mean, you can look even in Power Subconscious Mind talking about you know religious aspects. You look at reading the Bible. You look at reading the Quran. It's all there about the power of the mind. So this is not new. They talk about exactly what we're talking about right now, and will and will still be spoken about with the books that come out today 
are going to be the legendary books that people will be reading in 50 years. Yep. You know, and I just, <clears throat> I can't wait to have you again. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 but, but it takes courage, right? I mean, it takes, sometimes you need help getting exposure to that type of, you know, books and that, that type of mindset, but then it really takes the courage to actually do it and trust yes. that it's going to work and just do it and, and rinse and repeat, right? So that's the, that's, uh, that's where we get into, you know, the fact that it takes some effort. It's not, oh, you're exposed to something new, that's good, and, and that's it, and you change as a person. No, you still have to go through the struggle. You, you still have to do it and prove you, to yourself that it works. And actually, by doing, you learn that, you, 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 you really learn it. Before, it was all theoretical concept, but, but you didn't really learn it. So it, it's really just, you know, doing it. And, yeah, and, 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 and some people want to take the easy path or find the hack or they are a little bit lazy and don't want to put the work. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work, right? I mean, they, I think the, the results are there, but I'm sure that your journey wasn't easy and mm -hmm. that you struggled. But now you look back and say, okay, that's great because that struggle is what made you who you are right now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So... In closing, this is a question, and I can't wait to hear your answer on this question, um, which is, it's called the tombstone question. And a tombs the tombstone. So, the, you know, when the day we meet the maker, and uh, we can't decide what's going to be put on our, grave on our gravestone, you know, and what's going to be written there um, at, our, at our funeral, someone else will. What would people say about you, Sergio? You know what? I don't know. I never really thought about that. But I, what, what I would like them to say is like, okay, this guy actually lived the life that he wanted. He created his own life. He created his own destiny. Um, probably something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. No, that's good. And, and, and the reason I like to ask that question is, is because we always talk about reverse engineering anything in our life. But do we, like, in, whether it be a business, whether it be what we want to do in school, whatever it is, but do we ever, re, you know, reverse engineer our end point to where we are today in, in our self-development and our growth? So who we strive for today, that's ultimately going to be the achievement we want to get to. So, and I, I, it was posed to me many years ago, and it's something that just sits with me. And I always like to ask all my guests that question. Um, and it's a simple reminder for the listeners and viewers that if, 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 you're not happy what will be written on your tombstone with the day you meet the maker, you have a choice to do something about it today. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And you know what? I mean, the, the older people get, I, I, I see because I was in that same boat just a few years ago, right? You start to believe that you are kind of like carving stone already and you don't really believe that big change can happen, but big change can actually happen. Mm -hmm. It's never going to happen overnight. You have to, it's kind of the, the slight edge concept that we re read in that mm -hmm. fantastic book, right? So it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen. If every day you do something different, you decide, okay, I'm, every day I'm going to work on A, B, C, and D. Mm. A year from now and five years from now, you can be in a completely different space. Mm -hmm. Completely different space. And you cannot right now visualize exactly where you're going to be mm -hmm. or how you're going to get there 
But if you put the work and the focus and the effort every single day on learning something new and trying something new, one day you're not going to see the, the result of the following day. And even a week later, you're not going to see the result. But with time, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But Absolutely. it takes the, you know, the mindset of, okay, you know what? I'm going to push myself on some stuff that could be your, your health, could be, you know, working your mindset, learning about real estate, whatever. I mean, you, you have to make the decision and don't be lazy to do the work every single day. Mm -hmm. And then magically things happen. Yes. It's not magic, right? It's just the result of every day putting the work. So that, that's the concept that many people sometimes that I talk to people, you know, sometimes people struggle to understand, right? Because mm -hmm. they think that, okay, what is the hack? What is it that I need to do? They feel that, okay, so now I'm going to change this and the results are going to be immediate. And because the results are never immediate, they get discouraged. Mm -hmm. No, there is a process. Just do it and then do it again and continue. And you see that you learn and eventually you're going to change, right? It's mm -hmm. really trusting that process and realizing that it's never going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. But it's going to happen if you do it every day. Discipline. Right. Discipline. Yeah. Discipline. Sergio, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Uh, right now, I mean, I'm trying to be more active in Facebook. As you know, I was talking to you before, right? I, I, I was never really active in Facebook, but, you know, uh, I'm trying to be more, more active in Facebook and post my journey and, you know, all the deals and everything that, that I'm doing. Uh, I am working on a website. I don't have a website uh, today. Uh, but yeah, I would say social media or even, you know, my, my personal email, which is S underscore Mansur, that's M-A-N-Z as in zebra, U-R, at hotmail.com. That would be the easiest way to, to reach to me. Perfect. Perfect. I will actually put all that information on the show notes. So we'll make sure that any listeners or viewers, they can reach out to you. Listen, this was awesome, Mark. I really enjoyed it, man. So thanks for having me here. Oh, no, igualmente, igualmente, igualmente. <laughs> this is awesome. So, you know what, um, Sergio, I wish you all the best. I know we'll be in, in touch and so forth. And like I said, for those listening and viewing, I mean, you, here you have a wealth of knowledge that has done multiple pivots along the journey. So please reach out to Sergio. If you choose not to, that's your decision. But don't complain if you don't make that call. Yeah, I'm always happy to talk to people and, you know, other investors. So, yeah, looking forward to it. So. Sounds good. Thanks again, Sergio. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Bye-bye.